Welcome to the Women Inseparable Freedom Series with author and speaker Jacqueline Palmer. Here's Jacqueline. We are getting ready to do a 12-week study on freedom, freedom that is found in Jesus Christ. And my prayer is that as we begin this lesson, as we begin these weeks ahead, that we will um, we'll find our scripture. We'll find that that scripture that we can hold as a sword as we face that area of freedom. I don't think I'm the only one in this room that could say I've struggled with finding freedom in this area. For me, when I reevaluate my life and my areas of freedom, I would think of fear is the first thing that would pop up on my list. I don't know if we need to write our own personal list of what do, where do I want freedom? Maybe that's a good uh, personal challenge to do at the beginning of this study is make a list of where do I want freedom? Where do I need freedom in from God in Jesus Christ? What is that? For me, looking back, I would, I would definitely, definitely say fear. I have found that freedom and I'm thankful for that. Um, something else I would add, it would be, um, submission. Ha, that's a favorite word among many. I hated that word. I hated that word. I, from the depths of my toe, I hated that word submission. And I prayed, I started praying basically because God forced me into praying, um, for freedom from, from that chain that I felt with that word submission. And I found it. I found freedom and submission according to scripture. Um, confession hour, judgment. Have you ever judged somebody? Ever? Have you ever been judged by somebody? Have you ever judged yourself? Huh? I prayed, prayed and prayed and prayed for, free, for freedom from judgment. Scripture has these answers. These are the first three that pop into my head. I'm curious what would be on, on your list. Where, where would you want, where would you want freedom? My prayer is that whatever, whatever that is that you wrote on your paper, that you have in your head, that you don't even have to think about, because it's the first thing that popped in when you hear freedom. I pray that we'll find, find that sword in the word of God that you can hold on to during this study. Um, today, will you join me in second Corinthians with freedom, with that, oh, with that dream of grasping freedom, I pray that we'll build a foundation today. Can we do that? We'll lay a foundation today in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 is where I want to stand. And I pray that we'll all stand together, picture ourselves standing together on the rock of this scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Let's start with, let's start with verse 12. And the goal is to get this lesson done in a short amount of time, and I like a long amount of time. So I'm going to try to, perhaps this may be a two week, two video thing. Here we go, Second Corinthians chapter three, verse 12. And this goes into Old Testament. So I need my Bible students to be with me in the Old Testament. Here it goes, verse 12. It says, since, since we have such a hope, you could write the name Jesus Christ. Right there is our hope. Since we have such a hope, we are very bold. And then he says something that is rather bold. Speaking to 
New Testament believers who know the Old Testament scripture, he says, we today, because of Jesus Christ, are very bold, not, not like Moses. How disrespectful that could have come across, couldn't it? Moses was the father of the Old Testament. Moses was a revered man. Moses is a revered man, but yet Paul and his boldness says, because of Jesus Christ, we stand bold, not like Moses. Have you ever heard preaching and you sat at, hmm, interesting. Paul is a powerful, powerful man who stands on the boldness of Jesus Christ. Now listen closely to what he's saying. He says, not like Moses. And then he just describes the situation that he's referring to. He says he would put a veil over his face so that the Israelites might not gaze at the outcome of what was being brought to an end. And then verse 14, he continues with these words. He says, but their minds, the Israelites' minds were hardened for to this day, to this day, which means the Jewish nation today, when Paul was alive, those same people, when they read the old covenant, that same veil remains unlifted, unlifted. That same veil that covered the face of Moses, the brightness of what was to come, the brightness of Jesus Christ that is to come, that, co that Moses covered his face with, that same veil became, in a way, an inheritance of the Jewish nation. Ponder that. This veil is a representation of a separation of religion and Jesus Christ. We're talking about freedom. One area that some of us might put on our paper, our list of where we want freedom, we may find ourselves writing the word religion on our list. Religion is not Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is Jesus Christ alone. And here the Jewish nation, this is a time right after Jesus Christ rose again and there's Jews that were hating the name of Jesus Christ as they are in love with Adonai, the God of all gods, the God. There was a battle going on and Paul stand, stood very boldly before the Jewish nation and said, there, there's something, there's something blocking your view. That veil is still there. For those of you, he says, that have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that veil is gone. You don't have that dim a cloth blocking you from seeing the light. This is what Paul says. Verse 14, once again, it says, but their minds were hardened for to this day, when they read the old covenant, that same veil remains unlifted because only through Christ, only through Christ is it taken away. Verse 15, he says, yes, to this day, whenever Moses is read, this is so bold of Paul. Even on this day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over, over their hearts as if they're blinded by their religion, as if they're blinded by, by their chain of what they know. They can't see what they need to see. They can't hear what they need to hear. They can't behold the face of Jesus Christ because they're so weighed down by the weight 
of their religion, by the weight of their knowledge. They can't get past that. Verse 16. Verse 16 is a turnabout. He says, but, but, we see passages throughout Scripture that says all things are impossible. All things come to an end, come to a stop, except for Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ can get us through everything. He is literally the way, the truth, and the life of all situations. And here he says in verse 16, but, but when one turns, re- whether you're a Jew or a Gentile, what ne- doesn't matter what your past is, what your present is, doesn't matter what you dream of your future to be, it does not matter. When one person turns to the Lord, that veil is removed, period. Freedom. We're looking for freedom, are we not? There are some of us in this room that know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. There are some of us that are hearing this that know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Some of us don't. Some of us know God. We know God of the Old Testament so truly, so entirely. Some of us do not. Some of us have gone to church. Some of us have not. Some of us know the Bible. Some of us do not. Some of us has read this through over and over, cover to cover. Some of us just bought one. There's not a mark in it. We're all at different places at different times, but this promise is for all of us. The freedom that comes from this promise is for every single one of us, no matter where we are. It says, but when one turns, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Verse 17, it says, now the Lord is the spirit And I pray that the words of this verse, that the Holy Spirit will work this where you are, as you are right now in your knowledge of God, your knowledge of Jesus, the knowledge of the word of God. May these words just sit in your heart for a moment. Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. I don't know where you're coming from. But if you are sitting with me in this topic of freedom, hold on to this verse. Hold on to this verse. You may have a question. You may have a thought. You may have an argument, a debate, anything. Hold on to this verse. Hold on to this verse and match it up to those thoughts that are going through your head, going through your heart, that are coming from the very depths of your soul. Now, the Lord is the spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Verse 18, it says, and we all, this is Paul gathering us all together. It says, and we all with unveiled face, face, those of us that have turned to the Lord is who this verse is speaking to. And we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord. You and I, no matter what perception we're coming from, no matter what past we're coming from, no matter what story we're walking in and from and through, it says we are all with an unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord and we are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory. That's the Old Testament glory that we are created in the likeness of God. We are created in the image of God. That glory of our very creation, we are being transformed into that same image from one degree of glory, which was a solid glory. We're created in the image of God. Even the unsaved person is created in the image of God. 
That's a fascinating statement. We are all created in the image of God. We are all created in the likeness of God. That's a glory that nothing can replace. But when you receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, you are being transformed from that glory to a whole new level of glory. That glory is the light and the love and the power that is brought through the blood and the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Right now, today, where you are, as you are, you are being transformed from one glory to another glory. That's what's happening in you right now. You could say that same sentence in an hour. You can say that same sentence tonight, in the morning, next month, next year, always. I am always being transformed at all times from one glory to another because of Jesus. So you think, I have this freedom. I need this freedom. How can I get this freedom? Well, you're constantly being transformed. So if, you cannot, if you're not seeing that freedom that you're looking for happening right now, do you have patience? God does. Remember that list I had of my freedom from fear? That was a good 20 years. And little by little, moment by moment, that freedom in Christ was transforming within me from glory to glory. Oh, have patience with yourself. Have patience with yourself. God has patience. There's transformation taking place. There is transformation taking place in us right now. The very last sentence of this chapter, it says, for this comes from the Lord. From this comes this transformation that's taken place, this freedom that is taking place within our very self, their very flesh that's happening. This very transformation comes from the Lord. Sweet friend, that freedom that you want so badly, it's not up to you. It's not up to you. Is that something you can hold on to? Maybe write that down. Put that in your back pocket in these next 12 weeks. Hold on. Hold on to that. You, you aren't in control. And maybe control just got added to your list of where I need freedom. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord is going to do the work. The Lord is going to do the work. And he's going to do the, the work through the spirit of God. That's what's happening. So before or as we begin this series together, can you sit in the freedom of the fact that God, through Jesus Christ, through his spirit, is giving you freedom? He is doing the work. Let that be the first, the first step to freedom in Christ. Trust him. Trust him. Keep your eyes on him. With your unveiled face, behold his face and watch. Watch what he will do. We're so glad you joined us today. If you need prayer or simply have questions, email us at womeninseparable at gmail.com. You can find more Women Inseparable studies on various social media platforms.